Why, hello, Wokeaholics fans across the world. Um, I just looked at my episode listing and I saw that it's been like 10 months and I really can't believe it. Um, I know I start a lot of these things saying how it's been a while and it truly is always a while. Um, you know, life happens and it's tough to do this on a regular basis, but I got a little bit of time tonight. Um, some exciting things occurring here and there, um, crazy stories, uh, trends, everything. So it shouldn't be too long. Um, but I, I did want to get an episode out there and talk about the usual stuff. It's always the most interesting. If you follow me on Twitter at Wokeaholics or at the Wokeaholics, I honestly, off the top of my head, I forget which it is. But if you search the Wokeaholics, you'll find me. Um, if you search Twitter, you'll find that I've, you know, the guy that exists on Twitter is slightly more abrasive than the guy that exists on this podcast. And that's the truth. Um, me in, in person, um, I'm a lot less abrasive than I am on this podcast, right? Um, it's, I'm not acting while I'm on here, but in, in the environment that this, this allows for the freedom it allows for, sometimes things get a little heated. Moreover on social media, the anonymity of it, the, uh, facelessness of it tends to let people unleash a little more. In many ways, that's a detriment to discussion. Um, in many ways, that's a detriment to what debate and, and free speech should be about, right? Not that those things shouldn't be allowed. Um, abrasive people have their place in society too. But what I mean is that um, the internet should, should uh make things better for that type of discussion, right? The increased amount of informational exchange should strengthen um, the, the way we interact with each other and talk about issues, whether they be political, sociocultural, about sports, anything, you know, it doesn't have to be so serious. Um, but lately, um, after I got my blue check, thanks, Elon, best $8 I ever spent, uh, I've been getting a little more attention on Twitter. Nothing crazy, just a lot more engagement. A couple hundred extra followers. I didn't have many to begin with. Um, but now, like when I say something, I tend to have a lot more engagement with people who disagree with me. Now, that is what I want, right? I want that to happen. But I'm way, way less um, keen on being respectful to folks like that these days, More, much more so than I was just a year or two ago way more, um, you know, it's way less likely for me to be civil now than, you know, just back in 2016 when Trump came on the scene or just before in 2015, right? Um, that, that's a thing that people don't really get is like, you know, that point in time when Trump came around, like that was the, the open door to kind of like bridge, make the bridge between right and left. And he said it straight up, you know, when, it, when asked. People asked him if they would work with the other, if he would work with the other side, and he said, "Hell yeah, I would. I'll make a deal with anybody." And that's kind of the way he is. I think that's what people know about him is he's not really a. I mean, he's a Republican, but he's not really a Republican, like in, in his heart, right? He's not that. He hasn't been raised in that, on that side of the fence. He kind of moves back and forth and just tells you what he thinks is best and goes with it. Um. <laughs> starting off with a tangent great but in my case you know as my girls are inching ever closer to 
finding themselves in a school or interacting with kids who are also in a school. And by school, I mean here in Loudoun, in Loudoun County Public Schools. I'm getting a little more frustrated as time goes with the narrative around the gender stuff. I refer to it as the gender cult pretty often on Twitter. And make no mistake, my voice seems pretty calm. And if you were to talk to me in person, it would be equally calm, if not more pacifying. I truly feel and see it as what I call the gender cult. So, you know, on Twitter, it comes off as being just needlessly abrasive or just trying to pick a fight. The latter is true. I am trying to pick a fight now. Um, And I'll just say that. I think a lot more fights need to be picked because I believe that we are at a spot now in the dialogue that we have asked for. We allowed for it. We enabled it. I don't really know when it started. I don't really know when this all began. I do know that, you know, four or five years ago when Caitlyn Jenner became a thing, you know, we yeah, it was, we thought it was weird, but we still called him Caitlyn. We still probably referred to him as her or she, right? Um, I know in my case, like, you know, in interactions about this stuff, five, six, going up to 10 years ago, back when I was in the military, like I would just use the the pronoun that was chosen, right? It's all fake shit. It's not real. And, you know, the narrative is that you need to kind of, that we, those who are exhibiting contention for these types of ideas and and what's being promoted. The idea is that if we don't kind of assuage those those inclinations or those demands, they're really just demands, that we are in essence contributing to the the downfall of those individuals, like their mental health, their suicidality, um, their depression levels, um, their 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 tendencies towards drugs, whatever. Any negative. And you know what? When people made that claim now, or when they infer it, and they still do it all the time, we'll get to that a little more here in a bit. It's time that the response, instead of just shaking our head like it's a good point, the response should just be, fuck you. That's all it should be. If you hear a parent talking about their trans two-year-old, the tr- the two-year-old that they knew was trans because they like green vegetables, which is just something I heard someone say the other day. Um, thing, stupid things like that, right? And if they give you something like, "I'd rather have a tra- have a tra- have a trans daughter than that's alive than a dead son," you know, that kind of thinking, that mindset, is abuse. It's more than just the trans people themselves who make demands that turn them into narcissists, raging, seething narcissists, the most annoying kind of people you could think of. It, it, it stems further. That is enabled by more. We would not be at this point where the public narrative and the media narrative of this is so without the other layers of support for this absolute fucking nonsense. Now, I consider myself a pretty patient person. Um, I don't go out like if I'm going to the store to get freaking milk. I'm not going out to pick a fight. If I'm walking through a door in a store and a trans person's behind me, I'm going to give a smile and hold the door for them. I'm going to say thank you if they hold the door for me. The idea that we are just seething and sitting here in hatred for these folks all the time is the opposite of true. What we have is the utmost form of pity. We need to continue 
or at least we need to vocalize our pity for these people while never choosing to sink to the acceptance of anything that's being said. And here's why. It, it, it goes without saying that a lot of folks are experiencing some serious mental trauma of some kind. Piles of it, in fact, because as I look around Twitter and, you know, the last couple of months of me being a total asshole on Twitter, I've gotten a lot of hate mail. I've got messages. I've, I've been involved in a lot of back and forths, and I check out some of these folks' profiles. I don't just war with activists, although it seems to mostly be activists. I, I get into it with some trans people themselves. And, um, you know, what, what they'll basically... Uh, so I'll, I'll look at their profiles, right, in the midst of this, just to kind of get an idea. I like to look for trends. I like to look for patterns. I'm an intelligence analyst by like trade. Um, I was a linguist, so the language that people use or like the things that they like to listen to, the music, the books, whatever. I take note of those things and I look for patterns. And I, I and I can see that there is, and I'm not going to go ahead and make fun of things that aren't real, like anime and stuff. But that's a, what's one of the major things. Um, Different books, hentai, manga, all sorts of weird shit with like animals. It's, it's fucking weird, but you know what? To each their own if it's a harmless thing. But I can't help but imagine in the midst of all these people exhibiting all these same traits and characteristics, I, I can't help but imagine there's kind of like a like a psychological piece to here that we're not thinking about. And the nitty gritty details of that are for, you know, more seasoned professionals, not turned professionals who are actually just activists with PhD after the name, but actual well-intentioned professionals to discuss and really get into the minutia of what I, what I'm talking about is, you know, th this concept that this cannot be a social contagion. Why is it so un, unfathomable that at least part of it, right? At least a good part of it cannot be social contagion, peer pressure, trendiness. Um, like I said, I think there's a good amount of people out there who are experiencing severe gender dysphoria, gender dysphoria. And, and because of that, they go through these changes and they think this is the way. But in, in my non-PhD mind, like you don't need a degree for this, right? If you are going to accept up front that something like your gender identity can be wrong on the surface, that you have gender dysphoria and you as a male want to be a woman, you as a female want to be a male or any of the other kind of gray area in between, if you cannot accept that the initial like assumption is wrong, then the whole thing kind of just fails from a logical standpoint without even getting to the point of it being like about mental disorder or, or like a mental imbalance, some, whatever it is. I know that we've kind of, as we move through this, the science has put out things like this is a mental disorder, they're not delusions. That's bullshit. You don't need to be a scientist to know that they are. They are, right? It's explicit. They explicitly are right? So if we're going to rationalize those, if we're going to try and make heads or tails of what that means for our kids and how they interact with other kids who are being told this is normal, right? If we are supposed to ignore the possibility that it's all bullshit, the whole thing is built upon fable from the start. It cannot be legitimized at that point, right? They, they, some people kind of do by saying things like, well, in your gender identity, you could go and explore it and come back to right where you started. I mean, 
Not really. All you're doing is really going through problems and probably so mentally fucked and confused that you don't know which way is up. But you weren't actually in the midst of a, a struggle about your gender, right? You might have kind of um, presented as that, right? Because you were trying to make heads or tails of what was going on with you. But in addition to all the hentai and the furries and the weird shit, take a look at the other things that trans individuals list as almost like badges of honor on their Twitter profiles. Autism, ADHD, depression, bipolar disorder. We are speaking about people with problems. So as much as I say that now is the time to get abrasive, never forego the fact that at the heart of this, you should have pity. You shouldn't enter into it being hateful towards the people who are most impacted by it. That, that is the people who'd say that, that they're trans themselves. They are victims. As much as they will tell you until they're blue in their face that they are not victims, that they're doing what makes them happy, they are victims. They're victims because somewhere along the line, someone said, this is possible. You can be a woman if you are born a man. You can be a man if you were born a woman. And neither of those are true. They are false, right? Now we get to the other layers of where the real problem is. And it's in the activists, it's in the allies, it's in the supporters. That's where it really gets rough. That meanders into the public school system, um, workplaces, um, to varying degrees. I would say the real problem and the real focus should be in the schools right now. Um, and that's where I come in and say that, you know, I cannot, even though my girls probably will never, ever go to a public school here in this area, um, I can never go to a point where I am more sympathetic ever again. And that is to the overall kind of movement, not to the individuals. I can, I can maintain my understanding that they're human. And that brings me to a point. I don't know if I should say my first point or second point or what. I haven't written notes down for this. I'm winging it fully. So if I drop some ordinal lists here, they're not going to be accurate. But here is a point. Um, well, a, a precursor to the point. You might notice if you spend as much time as me just kind of looking at phrases and words and taking note of the things people say to study what it is that they say in their path towards persuasion. And, and to exercise influence. You might have noticed some things about the language changing recently when it comes to trans stuff and gender cult shit. Um, one is an increase in accusations that people like me, people like you, if you're listening and agreeing with me, um, that we don't want trans people to exist, right? And this hops to other things, but let's focus on the existence part. Now, a rational person would understand that you know, if we are even having the conversation, if we are addressing someone as saying, hey, I think you have a problem and I, and I pity your situation, that alone is evidence that you are recognizing that someone exists at the, at the very least, right? So th these folks are playing coy. When they say they don't want you to exist, they don't mean that you just wish they weren't around. What they're trying to say is that you actually want them to become dead, to be murdered, to be erased from the world. That's not true. I mean, it's a little bit dramatic on their part, right? It's kind of sad for them to say something like that and accuse someone of that because 
I mean, 99.9% of the folks out there don't want some random person they just met or have never met to die, right? It's not a natural, it's not a natural uh, disposition for an individual, for a human being, whether you like someone or not, even if you could vaguely guess at the kind of person they are, you don't say, I wish that person was dead. Um, but what they're basically trying to say is that you want them to be murdered. And more surprisingly, these days, they don't generally mean that you want to do it yourself. They don't mean that you want to take a gun or you want to do something even um, you know, more grueling and painful. What they are inferring is that should that person kill themselves because of the situation they are in, it is equal to you doing that to them yourself. In other words, their suicide is the murder, and it's not self-inflicted or self-induced. It's coming from you. How twisted and fucked up, how abusive. It's like an abusive partner relationship where the doer of an action, the sole person responsible for it, is backed up in their own mind and by this wildly large group of, of allies who reinforce the idea that they believe truly that you are the one killing them in that moment. That is fucked up. And you wonder why kids are so accepting of this. Forget about the fact that they're already just very impressionable and they're likely to trust whatever, whatever a parent or a parent figure tells them. Because if they were older, they'd be like, this is fucking weird. You can't be a girl if you're a boy. But no, when you're, when you're young, you're going to be accepting of ideas like that because you're accepting of a lot of crazy and outlandish ideas. You're supposed to be. You're supposed to be a kid. You're supposed to have that part of you in your years of innocence, and you're supposed to relish it and enjoy it. You're supposed to enjoy thinking that Santa is real, right? And part of growing up is coming to that determination that what you thought was fake or what was real in, in, in your youth is actually not real. But then you see the reason for it. The reason why we're supposed to think that Santa was real is because, you know, you want the kids to have something to look forward to in the future and to work towards it by being good, right? Um, it, it's not something created to, like, just keep kids busy, right? It, it's it's about more than that. And it has a place. What place in a child's life or what place does gender nonsense, people call it gender ideology these days, but it's way more than that. It's like a whole different level of psyop. But what place does any of that or should any of that have in a child's life today? And why? Why? What is the point? Even if a child could be like that, I mean, did any of you out there like have these thoughts when you were three, four years old? Did any of you folks like actually feel that like in your adulthood look back like did you feel like you were missing out because you didn't like get books when you were seven or eight year old eight years old with a bunch of people blowing each other and playing with sex toys i mean that's the kind of shit that's in our lot of their libraries in Latin now right these are the banned books that people keep talking about disingenuously right i mean the narrative is getting kind of wild right just let me get back on track here really quick but the existence thing, the argument that we are trying to negate people's existence is disingenuous and it's bullshit. And when you hear it, and you're going to hear it a lot more lately because 
well, you have to you have to suppress it and put it down. But the reason why you're hearing it more lately is because they've abandoned other more, I don't know, somewhat cookie cutter phrases that you used to hear all the time, like trans women or women. Um, I used to hear that shit all the time. Like there was probably a time where like I was kind of like, okay, yeah, cool, you know, yeah, whatever, you know, teach their own, right? To each their own, right? Generally speaking, when you preach um, the idea of, you know, live and let live and to each their own and like, I, you know, only God can judge me. Like that, that's generally seen as a positive, right? But look at where to each their own has led us. To each their own has led us to a place where people, are celebrating loudly and fighting for the right to loudly abuse their own children, the right to abuse your children. Why? Because they want to just bury the idea that anything about us can be innate, like like foundational to humanity, that nothing matters, nothing is real. If they could do that to the simplest most low kind of bottom rung idea of there being men and women, roles for each, complementary roles that are both beautiful and unique, some shared, some not, some interchanged, some, some not. You know, if they can break that, what limit is there? I was recently talking to somebody about this and I said to them, you know, like, what is stopping someone from saying, you know, from like, let's say they like just don't go to work for like a week and the boss brings them in and is like, hey, what's the deal? And what's stopping someone from saying, oh, I was there. And the boss says, what do you mean? I was there all week. I didn't see you there. I'm the manager and you never clocked in. But, you know, what, what are you talking about? And the guy just, the guy, the girl says, oh, no, I'm trans present. I identify as being everywhere or there or I identified as being present at work. Why didn't you see it? If you aren't able to recognize that I was trans present, in other words, there, um, you know, that's bigoted towards me. Why are you wishing genocide towards me? Why do you want me dead? Why don't you want me to exist? I mean, that's ridiculous, right? But why, why is that any less ridiculous or more ridiculous than, why is that any more ridiculous than the gender stuff, male or female? I mean, they're equally impossible, right? So... Why can't that be done? Why can't we have other trans-related things like just this politician in Delaware who, who white guy, identified as a as, as a as a uh, trans woman of color? Because I guess he's got native native history in his or native lineage in his family tree. I mean, that's legit, right? That's it. That's your rules, libs. I mean, that's that's what you taught us is what we're supposed to do, right? Um. There's really no end to the craziness of this, and, and you're not going to see an end to it. So, like I said, don't go out picking fights. But when you do get in these conversations, stop going to a middle ground. There is no middle ground to be had by someone telling you that a woman can have a dick. They're just wrong, right? When someone tells you, like, hate has no home here and my child is trans, tell them you're a shitty parent because they are. I've lost patience um, with the environment here. Thankfully, it hasn't affected me too much, like where I work, right? I, I, I haven't gotten to a point where my bosses have said, it's time to put the pronouns in your signature. But when that time comes, I'm not going to do it. 
I'm not going to make a spectacle out of it. I'm not one of you guys out there in the gender cult who has to make a spectacle out of everything, right? Um, I'd prefer to be private about it and respectful at least, you know, of my colleagues who choose to do it. So what? I'm not going to, I mean, I could still interact with them. I'm not going to think less of them, but I'm just not going to participate in the lie because that's what it is. It's lie. It's not real. It's totally fake. There is way more possibility of the 2020 election having been stolen than there is that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man because of the latter, the possibility is zero. They can't be. Stop letting parents get away with this stuff in public when they talk about it. Berate them. Be abrasive. Don't push things to the point of fights. Don't get law enforcement like on your ass. It's not, that's not worth it. But stop with the passive stuff. The passivity has gotten us to this place where we are sitting ducks to the mob on this. Thankfully, we all seem to have perked up before it's too, too late, right? And the trends are positive in some regards, like the drag queen stuff, which is just, that's just next level fucked up. Um, someone tries to tell you that a drag queen has a place in any of this stuff like around any kids. They're crazy. If you listen and you look for it close enough, they've probably suppressed the shit out of this, but you could find it if you look. Um, I didn't look before this episode myself because I wasn't really planning one way or the other of what to say here. And I wish I could have gone and gotten a soundbite of this, but I've heard drag queens say, hey, this is weird. We are not for kids, right? And props to those folks who have the the <laughs> the balls, they do, the balls to say that, right? Because that is going heavily against the tide in their own in-group. But it's right. It is just like they are speaking rationally. There is zero reason to introduce kids to this stuff. And that's what we're very upset about. Get the pornography out of schools. We don't want to ban controversial books. We think controversial goods, books are great. We would love to see more controversial books in school that explain just how American leftists have been destroying minorities for a hundred years. Those are controversial books these days, and we don't see them in our libraries. We don't see them in there, right? We see the 1619 Project, which is a total mythological tale of bullshit, right? And people are getting Pulitzers for that or whatever whatever the award is, right? Pulitzer, I think. Um, it's time to stop being peaceful around the narrative. Now, another, and here's the disclaimer part, and exercise this with the utmost amount of, uh, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt where you can. And that's not the best way to explain it, but you'll get what I mean in a second. There were a couple times where I got hit up in response on Twitter by some trans folks. I, I mean, I think they're trans. I, I, at first, I didn't know that they were trans, but I saw a trans flag. But generally, that doesn't necessarily mean they are trans. They could just be allies or something. And then after a couple back and forths where some of it got a little weird, like you click on a profile, you look a little further and you see, oh, this is this person is uh, definitely trans for one. And they are in some serious mental, uh, they're in a way, right? They're in a state. If they start to talk about their bona fides and saying things like, oh, I'm trans and I'm a veteran, like, and I got that once or twice and like, 
you know, the fact that someone's a veteran doesn't make trans more accurate or more possible. So when they start to like pump themselves up like that, I sense some issues about like their own personal confidence, um, their confidence in their own positions, um, maybe a little bit of depression in there and leaning on what they, they find to be like a positive about them and using that to leverage that and say, hey, because I'm a veteran and trans, I'm those, those are both good things. I, I don't know the exact kind of way they meander to their, their final kind of disposition when they take up verbal arms against me. But sometimes when I look at those profiles and I sense that someone's really in it bad, I back off. I don't like sign off on something. I, I, I don't, the goal shouldn't be to push someone to the edge of like absolute insanity. I jokingly, I jokingly do refer to things like that on Twitter and say something like to the effect of like, we're not going to stop the culture war until people are in straight jackets. More so what I mean is like to the allies who like make this part of their life, like defending this ideology and, and promoting these values. It's mostly them. So like, it doesn't really mean that I want to see trans people locked up in straitjackets. That's not the truth. I want you guys to recognize out there that you are fine just the way you were. Just as you were born, you were fine. And I recognize that it must be some really fucked up shit to go through when you feel that that was wrong and that you are in the wrong body, so to speak. But you can't be in the wrong body. There can't be a disconnect between your mind, body, and spirit. When there is, those are things to be rectified through peeling it back to a state of normalcy, not pushing it further into the depths of delusion. With rarity, I, I can't understand. I mean, I, I brought this up to somebody once. I said, you know, what other delusion is, is satisfied by just or what other delusion is like told to be uh, healed by satisfying that delusion by feeding it more? And someone raised a pretty good point to me, but it's not exactly the same thing after I took a second to think about it. But they said that like, you know, people with Alzheimer's to keep them from lashing out, like when they get very confused and, and discombobulated, they tend to get violent and lash out if they can physically, you know, so to, to, to stave that off, you will sometimes kind of entertain their, their delusion of who they are, or where they are, or what they're doing or who their family is and their friends are, whatever. Um, that's a lot different when it's in essence uncontrollable than this, right? It seems pretty good, like a pretty good like uh, comparison or uh, you know a pretty good argument to make there, but that's a lot different than this. There's a reason why people don't get better generally from these types of transitions, so to speak. I say that with quotes because transitions don't do anything. And people say, people will argue like, you know, yeah, some people do get, get happier and like they have less depression and all, you know, it makes sense that if you are satisfying something that is in essence an addiction and you are getting that and you feel like you're being made whole from that, you're going to feel better. But the reality is, is that we don't have the long-term studies to show. And even if we did, all we would be saying is that that person feels better by living out the lie. 
I kind of alluded to being not a live and let live person anymore. But I mean, you know, I'm not going to tell an adult who's doing this that they have to stop. I don't think most of us are trying to argue that there should be some type of legislation to keep people from living out whatever delusion they want, right? Um, or mutilating themselves, which is what transition surgery is. It's never anything but that. Like, go and do it. Like, I don't give a shit on a personal level. Like, I mean, I wouldn't wish that on you if I didn't, even if I didn't know you. I especially wouldn't wish that on someone I know or that I'm close to. That level of just, I can't even really explain it, but like, go do it if you want. My, my The reason why I dipped my toe into this and stuck it in real deep is because you came for the kids. The kids should not be told this is real from a young age. It's not about introducing them and letting them make their own decision. If, if this is what you say it is, then they just are the other gender, right? So then even if, like sometimes you guys seem to like come to the middle or try to like compromise on this and say, well, you know, we don't want kids to transition until they're 18. If, it, if, the, if any of this was true, it would just be one apparent that they were the other gender. We wouldn't have to ask about pronouns. We wouldn't have to like see someone transition. We would just kind of know. It would just be an automatic apparent thing. That person that was born a boy is a woman or a girl. It would just be apparent. But more more so than that, if this was real and if this can be proven to be real or true, it would be inhumane to not transition kids, right? Because that you would be able to tr say with total honesty and, and total confidence that that person was born in the wrong body. But you can't. Just the fact that you can't alone on those young, impressionable minds, more importantly, on their young, growing bodies that need to naturally develop through adulthood, right? Even beyond 18. 18 is just the legal number we put on things are kind of arbitrarily and say that that person's an adult now. Um, the fact that you are even entertaining that the fact that you're even willing to experiment with that, that makes you my fucking enemy. I don't blame the kids for wanting that. I blame you for supporting it. To me, you are an abuser. And until the day where I don't recognize that people are approaching this with abuse, even if it's not in their hearts, but abuse in their actions, what I mean is that I, I do believe that some people just don't think that anything is wrong of this, right? I mean, it's ignorance, it's ignorant as fuck, but I mean, I do don't, I don't think people are coming into this with like just some like exp experimentation, Dr. Dr. Island of Dr. Moreau type of aspirations here, which is what a lot of you look like, I gotta say, but whatever, like, if you've seen that movie, you get what I mean. Um, but letting kids into this world like I think people like Jazz Jennings, who's been abused since she was a kid. Like, it, if you allow for that, worse in this culture now, where everything's like on TikTok and online, if you're doing it for like clicks on YouTube, oh fuck, do I hate you? I fucking hate you. I will laugh and smile the day that you get run over by a train, and I, I, I will, I'll go burn myself in Hades and sacrifice myself for that in full. And I will say in full confidence that I just don't give a shit about the repercussions because 
there should be hatred in my heart for people like that or in our hearts for people like that. Never for the victims, never for the kids, but for those who have enabled it, oh, you suck. You guys suck. You've enabled these trends that have sunk into our schools, into our workplaces, and they've made it so commonplace to push these ideals that to even consider, just to raise your hand and say, hey, that doesn't sound right, it's almost like you're saying we've committed a war crime. Meanwhile, you're the one who's experimenting. You're the Nazi experimentation experts. You're their scientists. That's you. Whether you're the doctor, and that's a whole other thing to get into, but whether you're the medical professionals doing it or the parents pushing their kids towards it and saying, oh, this is great. Like, you're all fucking guilty. So long as you're all in that kind of group and you're going to talk about it with pride on places like Twitter and TikTok and whatnot or YouTube, we're coming and we're coming so hard. That sounds terrible. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. I didn't think that through. We're coming at you. Um, that's the lesson. That's what I want to put forth here. There isn't a place to settle in the middle on this. There isn't a place for rational discourse and subtle debate. Nah, we're done with it. It's over. We are going to come at you so hard with tweets, with um, videos, with school board appearances, speeches at those things, media appearances, interviews, books, memes. We're going to start the third great meme war. The second one didn't go so well, but we're starting the third one. It's never going to end now. We're going to pile it on and literally until the end of time. God forbid or God smite me down. Should I ever fail my girls that they ever come and tell me that they've been impacted by you and these ideologies and these ideals, these values in a positive way? because I have failed to do my duty as a parent on the other side of things, then I will have completely failed in my life. What you're doing to kids is criminal. It should be treated as that until the day comes that it is, and hopefully that day is soon, we're going to be there chirping away about you, at you. So I guess what I want to say from this is, you know, it's been a long stretch of time between my last message and now. Ideologically, I haven't really changed much. Um, maybe a little burned out from kind of everything, the hysterics of everything over the last couple of years since Trump lost. And maybe just a little more removed from things like the school board. There was a bit of a lull there for some time, and I just wasn't really read up on things. Wasn't really paying much attention. It's kind of a really serious, like, busy age for my kids. So like, I just haven't been up on things as I should be, but I'm going to come back now. I'm getting pulled back in as my girls get closer to this world. Um, you know, we're going to events now. We're going to mommy groups. Now we're going to parks. Now they're making friends. They tell me about their friends from school. You know, this is the world that I'm going to eventually, hopefully in 30 years when they get married, I'm kidding, when they get married, you know, in their 20s, whenever, that I'm going to be releasing them into. And I know in a way I'll do it sooner when they go to college, but I don't even want to think about it. And, you know, I can only do so much as, as one person. My wife and I can only do some, so much as parents. But 
the desire to try and make that as safe an environment for them as possible when that day comes is number one on my list of things to do. Um, I hope that you guys out there who kind of approach this tamely, who will engage in discussion with folks about this and kind of like leave it settled on a positive note. I'm not saying you got to like go all out war mode on people, but stop using the pronouns. Stop calling little boys girls. Stop calling little girls boys. Stop saying things like, um, you know, just don't even say things like trans women and trans men. Just don't acknowledge that that is an actual qualifier or a descriptor because it's not. A trans woman is just a man. A trans man is just a woman. And that's it. If you start there and you maintain your persistence in things and you never back down and you never kneel to this, to these demands, there, there has to be some, you have to make some headway. In that, in, in that, you know, through those tactics, you have to break through somewhere. It's not going to be through everybody. This, this stuff won't end in a day, but you just never, ever back down. They are the ones who will have to be on the defensive because they are the ones who are defending a fable, a myth, a thing that isn't real at all. Other than the folks who are afflicted by this in the flesh, none of it is true. And I haven't even gotten into the other weird shit, like two-spirit, non-binary, and agender. Like, it, this is just, we are in weird times. As things get crazier in this regard, in the gender ideology sphere, and the ideology sphere, and LGBTQ stuff as a whole, big ups and props to groups like Gays Against Groomers and stuff like that, who are saying no, like, this is a terrible reflection on us. Props to you guys. It's a pleasure to read your stuff and to see you guys on social media. Keep that up, too. The more that we can connect with folks like that who on most political issues, we probably want to agree on everything, maybe some things, maybe more than we would suspect, expect. But on issues like these where we know that the problem is not political and it's about the kids, you never, ever, ever give in. Never do it again. We spent years, a decade, maybe two decades giving in to this stuff because we really didn't know how to approach it. We probably felt a little bad and we should, right? As we said, or as I said, there are victims here in play, but we need to stop it. We need to stop letting go of ourselves for this. There is nothing to be gained by bending the knee. Thanks for listening to my first episode in 10 months. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe. Please get at me on Twitter. Please start talking to me. I'm Blue Check Famous now. I'm part of Elon's crew, Elon's School for Little Boys, and I am ready to up things a little bit now. I've got a little extra time at night. My kids are a little better about their sleeping habits. Let's talk. As always, if you got something to say against me or question me on, let's chat it out. Let's fight it out in a debate. Liberals to the front of the line as, uh, who used to say that? Andrew Wilkow, like 10 years ago on his Sirius XM talk radio show. Where'd that guy go? I have no idea. Anyway, thanks for listening. You guys have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there, the mothers of which are all female. Have a good night.